If you are under the age of 18 and are looking to improve your mental health, or if you're a parent of a child or teenager and want to support them even better, then this podcast might be for you. We are Cam's Grampian and this is Keep Cam's and Carry On. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Keep Cams and Carry On with me your host Dr. Tarika Gunarathna. I'm a consultant psychiatrist for Cams Grampian and this podcast is all about helping young people and their families manage stress in tough times just that little bit better. And today I'm really excited to introduce to you another guest on the show. She is from the discipline of psychology. She is into what we call early intervention. It is Natasha Vickers. Natasha, good to have you. Hi, Tarika. It's good to be here. So good. Natasha, for those that haven't met you yet, in a nutshell, can you tell everyone who you are and what it is that you do for your patients here at CAMS? So I'm Natasha Vickers. Um, I am a psychology practitioner in the team. Um, I kind of work within the early intervention stream. So some of you might have kind of come across Liam, which is an anxiety management um, program that might be in your schools and things. So I'm kind of helping your teachers be supported in that as well, seeing people one-to-one and families one-to-one as well. And for those that are new to this idea of early intervention, what is it in summary? How do you explain this idea of early intervention to some of our young people that haven't heard about this yet? So early intervention is just getting you guys the help that you need really early in, on into your journey so that you're getting the help you need when you need it instead of having to wait a long time and the problem potentially getting worse. So yeah, just trying to get in early. Sounds good, sounds sensible and effective. Now, today, Natasha, I understand that you're going to give us a top tip on the healthy use of language Mm -hmm. in this COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, really pertinent topic because there is a lot of news, a lot of media, a lot of stories which are, I guess, worrying people. And I guess the question is, how do we talk about this in a healthy way? Do we over talk about it? Do we under talk about it? What does that mean? That's what you're talking about today. Why is this important before we get into your top tip? I guess, you know, we're at the moment all in self-isolation to keep ourselves physically safe. Um, but we're not necessarily thinking about how to keep ourselves mentally safe from all that's kind of coming through. And with the amount of time that we have now to spend time on social media and to talk to people, actually, it's probably making the problem worse for a lot of people, talking about it way too much, um, or not enough for some people as well. So it's just having to think about what is a kind of healthy balance and what's going to help people the most, really. Natasha, this sounds really good. Can't wait to jump in on these top tips. But first, this. Please remember that this podcast is not a substitute for face-to-face medical advice. Please also remember that this content may or may not fit to your specific circumstances. If you're concerned about your mental health and feel that you require professional input, then please reach out to your GP in the first instance. NHS 24 is also available out with your GP hours. So, Natasha, top tips on the healthy use of language in the COVID crisis. Over to you. Thanks, Erica. Um, Yeah, I guess when we're all feeling anxious, you know, we're either going to go one of two ways, either want to talk about COVID a lot and talking about it all the time um, because it's on your mind all the time, or we're going to go the other way and think, you know, I don't want to talk to this to my kids about it. I'm not going to talk about it at all. 
and I guess both pose its own issues so kind of talking about it too much then your kids are going to be thinking about it all the time worrying you're kind of what ifs what if mum gets it why are they talking about it so much mum's clearly really worried about it um maybe even worrying about grandparents and things um and I guess if you're talking about it too little um then you know they're making up their own what ifs um why is mum not talking about it? Why is the rest of the world talking about it? And they're not talking about it. And actually kids need to know what is going on, but in a developmentally appropriate um, way of saying it, I guess. And I, th- I think that's a really good point you made there. I think for some parents, we can be a little bit worried or afraid mm-hmm. of putting fear into our kids' heads. So we mm-hmm. under-communicate. Yeah. But as you just said there, our brains are very good at filling in the blanks. Yeah. And some of those what-ifs often end up negative don't they so sometimes communicating in a healthy way is the way to go yeah yeah so you're wanting to kind of say to your kids you know the facts like actually you know some people are going to get sick with it that's okay um and kind of normalizing the fact that we are going to feel worried about this you're probably going to think about it a lot but doing things like washing your hands for 20 seconds those kind of things are going to help and asking kids about what they're worried about with it as well and kind of chatting about that as well. Have you got any tips for parents themselves mm-hmm. in managing their own anxieties mm-hmm. so that they themselves can be as best as they can be for their kids? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, we know that viruses are contagious, mm-hmm. but actually so are emotions. And when yeah. parents are very anxious and stressed and uncertain, and yeah. let's face it, the situation right now at the time of this recording, um, you know, is full of uncertainty. So adults, parents, carers, it's very natural for them to have those feelings. How do they manage their own mindset just a little bit better Mm -hmm. so that they can do better for their kids? How do they have conversations that they need to have? Mm -hmm. Do they have it away from the kids? Mm -hmm. How how is it all done? Yeah. So I guess if you're trying to tap into your own support network, then you're not going to be wanting to sit beside your child on the sofa and be expressing to say um, one of their grandparents how worried you are um, about getting COVID. So you're thinking about actually how can I still tap into my support network? How can I still do the things that keep me emotionally healthy regardless of COVID, but still within these times? So if that's for some people actually, you know, you're allowed one walk a day, do you need to go on it with your children? Actually, do you need to use your one walk a day to go on a run by yourself some days and things like that? Thinking about how you can use your previous coping strategies and adapt them for the time that's going on at the moment. I think it's useful to say that at the time of this recording, one walk a day is the government recommendation. We aren't able to predict, of course, how things are going to unfold after this point. But that's a really, really great idea. Maybe using the opportunity to go out for a walk as a family is a nice place to have that normalised chat. I guess what I'm hearing from you, Natasha, is that we're not asking parents to pretend that everything's okay. You're allowed to have your fears, your anxieties. Just kind of be careful about how you deal with those yeah. and what your, your kids are exposed yeah. to. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And what kind of information is being filtered down to them as well? Make sure, you know, there's so much on Facebook and things like that that you'll be reading yourself and making sure that actually the information that's filtering even into your own brain and then into your child's brain as well, that that's the correct information. Um, so I guess one thing we were thinking about talking about today as well 
um, you can actually text the World Health Organization. Um, so we'll add a link to the bottom of the podcast. Um, but there's a number that you text and you just text hi and it comes back. You can text and ask for Mythbusters. You can just ask for general advice and it's all up to date information. So using reputable sources like that or like the NHS to get your facts instead of just saying, you know, Joe Blog saw that on Facebook. Maybe that's going to happen and getting yourself worked up about that and sharing that with your child. And equally, if they're teenagers, helping them kind of censor what they're seeing on Facebook and Instagram and things as well. Okay, so that's a really good top tip for people listening. And you just heard that from Natasha, that we'll include a show notes link to the World Health Organization's text in service. I think it's a really cool uh, service, actually, myth busting. Let's talk about that a little bit more, Natasha. I think it's really interesting. I'm very interested in cognitive biases, the 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 shortcuts that our brain takes at high speed, which sometimes lands us up in the wrong conclusion. And one of those biases is called the availability bias. It's when you're exposed to news and then your brain starts amplifying how probable those events are in your own life or around you just because you've seen it. Any top tips on maybe muting or kind of uh, regulating the amount of availability biases that is coming into these families and teenagers and kids lives through the through the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess there is, you know, within Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, you can be muting um, certain words that come up. So, for example, on Twitter, if you hold down a hashtag, you can just click mute. And um, so there's things like that that you can do to actually censor it. But obviously, also at the moment like at the time the podcast is being filmed, um, all um, kids are being homeschooled, really. So you're on your computers all day long as well. So it's about being extra vigilant about censoring the information that they're getting and whether they're having access to just being able to, you know, have a quick Google of COVID. Um, you want to be checking what they're looking at and things like that a wee bit more. And obviously it's something that is completely un-COVID related as well. We're wanting to be making sure that um, the things that our children are looking at online, it's not amplifying their mental health and um, adding to their anxieties anyway. So it's a good time to learn this kind of stuff anyway. I think that's really useful. Uh, Before speaking to you, I did not know that that feature existed, that you actually could mute and regulate certain types of words that are coming in or certain types of bits of information. Very, very helpful. Okay, so Natasha, thank you so, so much for your top tips here on the healthy use of language. It's been really, really useful to have you here on the show. Yeah, thank you very much, Tarika. So there you have it for those of you that are listening in. That was Natasha Vickers, Psychology and Early Intervention here at CAMS Grampian. I think for me, uh, the top tips have been that parents, of course, you have permission to feel what you feel in this very real and uh, stressful time with the COVID crisis. But we're also saying that it can be helpful to think about where we share our worries and how we express those worries. So that's a really great top tip. And of course, the other top tip that's landed really well with me is this WHO, the World Health Organization text and service. And we're going to drop you a link in the show notes. And in addition to that, this the feature of being able to mute hashtags and certain words on social media. That's something that I've learned today. So there you have it, folks, wherever you are. Keep cams and carry on. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Keep Cams and Carry On. For more content like this, why not subscribe to our podcast or check out our website at camsgrampian.org.